verse 49 of Luke 12. Jesus is uh, speaking and he's, he's saying, I came to cast fire on the earth. And would it were already kindled. Just that verse for a moment. Christ speaking and he's saying, I came to cast fire on the earth. It sounds crazy. When you read it, you know, it sounds like, what is God talking about? And then he says, he wished that it was already kindled, but I have a baptism to be baptized with. And how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I've come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on, in one house, there will be five divided. Three against two and two against three. They will be divided. Father against son and son against father. Mother against daughter and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. I have come to set fire on the earth. And how I wish that it was already kindled. And Jesus said, but there's a distress in me. The great distress, I still need to accomplish something before this fire can be set on the earth. I think to myself, Father, what is it what, what evil say for us for ochend? When I stand here for ochend and I feel in my own binnenste, feel I have my passie verloor, Heere. Have I lost the fire of serving you completely and wholeheartedly with everything? Have I lost my eyes? Has, has it gazed away from you? Because this is what God said. He's obviously speaking to people that is not getting what, the, what he's trying to say because it just doesn't make sense. When you speak to the Israelites and you tell them, listen, I want to put fire on the earth, the first thing that they think about is judgment. Because fire is a sign of judgment. Is that what God is saying? I've come to bring judgment on the earth. Well, it might be what he's saying. And if I think about today, I'm thinking, are, are we in a spot in our lives as Christians that we think that judgment is not on the horizon anymore? That we can live as we please, but there won't be any judgment. Is a vraag wat jy jouself moet vraag Because as I read the scripture, it says that the work of the Holy Spirit is to convict us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. So what is God talking about when he says he wants to set fire on the earth? But he can't do it because he needs to accomplish something before that fire is been set out onto this earth. Well, it's interesting that God's nature when, when we describe God we describe Him as a consuming Hebrews 12 I think it's verse 29 says God is a consuming fire the first one of the first ways that God showed Himself 
to man was when he showed himself to Abraham, bringing covenant with Abraham. He was like a flaming torch that went between the offerings that were split in the middle. And he went to the figure of eight. Remember that? Emil spoke about that. He was like a flaming torch. When he, when he revealed himself to Moses, how did he reveal himself? Flaming bush. When he, when he guided the Israelites, how did he guide them? Pillar of fire and night. And here God comes and he's bringing his son to this earth. And his son declares these words that I have come to set fire. I can do. As young predicante. Die laaste wat jy nie kon gehad het nie was. Jy kon nie nie passie gehad nie. Moes passie gehad. Die ou pastoor het my pale van hulle gebid het by bidhere. And they didn't pray with passion. It's like bid! Scared you will be losing the fire that should be ignited in our hearts because of what Jesus has done. You see, Christ was looking forward and he, remember when, when, when John the Baptist came and he said, listen, guys, the one I need to decrease so that he can increase. We've been speaking about that. And he says, the one I've baptized you with Water, but the one coming after me will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. I want to unpack this in a sense because I want to still know what is God saying when he says that he's going to bring division instead of peace. Does this mean that when we speak about living in unity, forgiving one another doesn't mean anything because God has brought division? No, it's not what it means. But he talks about a distinctiveness of the Christians, the people who walk as Christians are different to such a degree that that which they stand for will cause division in families. There will be a fire burning in you about what Christ has done on the cross of Calvary and who Christ is. That the way you worship will offend people. And cause division. That the truth that you believe in. Will cause people to hate you. It's a fire. That burns in our hearts. Because of who God is and what God has done. That's what God is saying this morning to us, Josh Jen Montague. He's saying that I've carried a distress in me for years, three years walking this earth, looking towards the cross, but for the joy that was set out before me, I endured the suffering. I mean, Jesus had the, he had the cross in the back of his mind, constantly knowing that he had to carry the sins of this whole world upon his shoulders. And what was that distress? You know what? 
the wrath of God came upon him. Die volle woede van God het op Christus gekom. Why? So that he can show us how much he loves us. And to baptize us. So that Christ cannot be something that's far off, but Christ can be something that's in us. By the work of the Holy Spirit. It's amazing that when the church started in Acts 2, the first sign that accompanied, accompanied the church of the Lord was fire. It's fire. I've been in church for a very long time. My mother is here this morning. I'm so grateful she's here. I know how to lead worship. I know how to do a batir. I know how to do a community group. But none of those things build church. None of those things give power. It's only the baptism of God's Spirit when He comes into us and He says to you, I've loved you. I've paid with my whole life so that you can love me. And we are baptized with a passion. You know, there's something that Paul says to Timothy. Tell us, I'm fan into flame. That fire. I wish, that's what Jesus said. I wish that there was a fire already kindled, but it's, there's nothing. I first have to die, and then I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and He's going to baptize you with fire and with power so that you can be a witness for me and unto me. You see, when we worship, we, we don't worship for ourselves. We worship unto God. When we preach, we don't preach for people. We preach unto God. When we testify, we testify unto God. But there's no power if there's no Holy Spirit. I'm aware this morning that we can form new religions. We can talk against religions, and while we're talking against old religions and old, tra old traditions that take us away from God, we can be forming new ones that take us away from the fire that should be kindling in our hearts. It takes us away from the fire of God. And this morning, I want to I I pray, and I want to say, Holy Spirit, come this morning and show us again the fire of the Holy Spirit. Come and say, come, Lord. On the 21st of May, we will be having a gathering. Now, for you, it might be something cool. Three churches are coming together. Four churches are coming together on the 21st of May. That's cool. Wow, that's like a... But there's a significance in the spiritual realm. Because the body of Christ in this whole region, are gathering to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords who died for them on the cross of Calvary and set them apart to be a holy nation, a peculiar people. And when we gather on the 21st of May, 
I expect that God is going to do something amazing. Not something that we said, well, we've got together and it was a good time. But something about, something that Christ was speaking about. Because I don't think that the disciples expected and understood what Jesus was talking about when he said these words in Luke 12. And when he told them later on, after, after he was risen from the dead, he said to them, go and wait. In Acts 1 verse 8. Go and wait in Jerusalem until you have received power. I don't think they fully understood. But let me tell you one thing this morning. Your whole life will look distinctly different if you are filled with God's Spirit and with fire. Distinctly different. Wherever you go, there will either be a revival or a riot because of the fire that burns inside your heart. I want us not to lose something, guys. We're Josh Jen. December, we made an amazing, amazing decision to walk with God. But we are, if we're not careful, we can fall into the trap of building old habits. And the well that God wants to open up in your heart, we can just throw it, put the old stuff back in there, thinking, oh, because we're in a garden, oh, because we're sitting outside, we, we're different. We shouldn't be different because we, we're outside in the open. We should be different because the Spirit of the Lord is residing within us. And the fire of God is burning in our hearts. We made a decision four months ago to walk according to the word of the Lord, according to his power. And that means that every single one of us who calls ourselves Josh Jen and members of Josh Jen has, have a responsibility to spend time in the Holy of Holies with your family members on your own. Because the only place where that can be kindled, where Timothy was told, kindle, fan into flame, is in the presence of God. How do we do it? I want to ask you, how's your prayer life? Do you make effort to pray with your brothers and sisters during the week? I want to ask you, how, how's your time with the Lord? Quiet time. Do you make time to fan into flame the passion, the fire? And maybe you hear this morning and say, well, I've never had that. I never had that fire. I don't even know why I'm here this morning. God wants to change your life. He's a good God. We heard it this morning, right? He's an awesome father. And, and one of the areas where he tells us that he's good and a good father is when it comes to the desire of receiving the Holy Spirit. Because he says that if when a son comes to a father, an earthly father, and asks him for a bread, 
He would not give him a stone, but he will give him bread. How much more will the Father in heaven when we ask him? The Holy Spirit, give us the Holy Spirit. Maybe this morning I have to confess to myself that it's so easy to build things on my own strength. As a South African, I don't, wa I don't want to be in a position where I don't have an answer for a problem. Did you hear what I said as a South African? But as a Christian, my only answer is Jesus. As we gather around tables in the week, as we gather in our homes, and we, we deal with people's circumstances, and we deal with problems, and we deal with issues as elders, the question is, do we bring it to the Lord in prayer, or do we stand on our own two feet? watched a movie last night with my family called Jesus Revolution. It's a story of, um, of the revival that took place in the 1960s, 70s in California. Pastor Chuck Smith led a church and there was no fire. It was like, man, he was preaching, and it felt like the dry paint on the on the drywall was drying even further, while he was preaching. Church was running empty. I want to, I want to, I want to share. How do we get the fire back if we've lost it? So in this movie, he did what he normally did. He prayed, he shared the word. They sang maybe, I don't know. But nothing worked. Religion has got a way to deceptively come in and steal the joy. Until a guy with the name of Lonnie Frisbee walked into a church one day. He wasn't perfect. He was a weird hippie, looked like Michael. There we go. And it was totally different than what the status quo of that church was in California. Totally different. And the pastor had a dilemma. Either he loves this man who's got something of Jesus in him. We rejects him. Because at that point, the church board said, this guy, Lonnie, that looks like Michael, is not welcome. Comes without shoes to church. It's weird. Makes the, makes the carpets dirty. 
And the one thing, the one thing that changed that movement was love. The quickest way we lose the fire of God in our hearts is when we start moving in an unloving way towards brothers and sisters, towards those who are different from us, to the broken, to the hurt, to the painful. The quickest way we lose the fire of the Lord is when we have arrived to a place where we think we've got some spiritual altitude above somebody else. And we've, opened, we've closed the door to the broken and the needy. And I'm not just talking about church doors. I'm talking about the doors of our homes. That pastor opened up the doors and God started changing that church at a point they were baptizing a thousand people a week. One of the people who got saved through that movement is called Craig Lowry. He still leads a church in California where they still baptize people weekly because of the love of God and the fire to love God's people and to stand up for truth and to stand up for Jesus Christ. Their worship looks different. Their lifestyle looks different because the God that they serve is not the God of this world, but it's the God who came into this world to save us from all our sins and all our iniquities, to take away our pain and our diseases, to bring reconciliation between us and God the Father because sin has wiped it away. And if we come into that sacred place and we bring in hatred and unforgiveness, we shut the door on God and we trample over the Son of Jesus Christ. So this morning, I want us to check our hearts, people. I want me to check my heart. If you've got something against anybody, if somebody's offended you, now is the moment to lay it down and go to your brother and correct it. If you are not reconciled with Jesus, now is the moment to reconcile your life with Jesus and to ask God to bring fire. Because he has not come to bring peace, but to set the earth on fire. And you know what? He has called us as his saints to be those who are on fire in this world. One day we were standing in a church, in the church at New Life. And we had a wonderful time of worship. And afterwards a young boy that got saved years ago in that church came to us. And he said he saw a church. He said, it was this church, but it was a different church. He says, but there was a balcony in this church. And people started, God's spirit started moving. And Annie, you'll remember this because it's in a book. God's spirit was starting to move and people took hands. And there was such a love amongst the people for one another. 
says, in the fire, there was like fires breaking out over a group of people. And this fire just started jumping from one person to the other person. What the enemy wants to do is he wants to take your eyes off what Christ has for you. This is why this morning in the, in the worship, we had to take our eyes back to Jesus and say, He's good. He's a good Father. He still heals. We can worship Him from that place of faith, knowing He's God. My question to you this morning is, do you still have that fire? And if you don't, don't despair. Just ask Him this morning. God is a consuming fire. And fire does bring judgment. And there will come a day when his judgment will come to this earth. But those who fear the Lord do not need to fear judgment. Because we know that on that last day, when we stand before God, if we are in him, his mercy will triumph over judgment. Because we're in him. And we're on fire for him. And we are allowing God to burn away the things. That's not from him. We're allowing God to come with that fire and purify us. Because that's what fire does, right? We're allowing him to come into our thought life. We're allowing him to come into our hearts. To, to look into the deepest part of, of, our, of our beings. We're allowing people of God, his church, the saints, to also look into our lives and say, hey. Is there something in me that's not good and not God? Help me to see it. We're accountable to God and we're accountable to one another. And we need to love one another. So this morning, I want you to close your eyes just for a moment. If you've got a desire this morning to be filled with God's Spirit, just allow the Holy Spirit come into your life and say, Lord, please fill me. Come fill me. Set my life on fire. I will stand on your word boldly. I want to ask that question. I want to ask, first of all, maybe before we get to that, even if your life is not ready to meet God, if you're not ready to meet God and you're not reconciled with him, this is the moment. This is the moment, if you, if you feel like you've drifted away from God, feel like you've actually stepped out of His grace and out of His mercy, moved away, you've been walking in the flesh instead of walking in the Spirit. This is the moment where you can repent and say, Lord, I want to come back. I want to walk close to you. I want to stay in your presence. I want to stay close in the fire where no enemy can hurt me but farther where I'm. I'm running with you. So if that's you, just take this moment and take a step of faith and just stand in the presence of the Lord and say, Lord, come and touch my heart again. Moved away. I want to move closer. I want to recommit myself to you. So come and baptize me again. I think we all can say that we need to do more for God than we are. 
We all can admit to that. This is specific if you want to say, Lord, I've got a deep desire to burn for you. I've got a deep desire that, that your spirit will be the one that leads me and guides me in everything I do. As you're standing there, just open up your hands and open up your heart to receive him. There's a misconception under believers that we only need to be filled with the Holy Spirit once. But I want to remind you what happened in Acts. Is that they were they received the Holy Spirit and Peter started praying or started preaching and people got saved and that was Acts two and Acts four. You find that he actually went they went back and they prayed and they were filled again before they preached again. And you get the sense that infilling of the Holy Spirit is a continual thing that happens with us as we spend time in the presence of God with our brothers and sisters. And, and, and in saying that, I'm actually saying we all should have the desire to be filled in. But because we are so hardened in our hearts in a sense, and that's a hard word to use, but it's hardened. We've hardened our hearts because we've learned that it's not necessary. We've got these things that we think that uh, baptism only happens once. And it's an absolute lie of the enemy to confuse us and to numb us. We need the presence of God and the Spirit of God continually in our lives we need it that's why paul and silas started worshiping god in the jail it's not because they were full of faith and full of they needed faith and their worship changed their prayers changed into worship and their worship changed into joy and the spirit of the lord took over because they needed him but if we think that we don't need it because we already had it many years ago. We won't get it again. It's more like a tank of a car. You don't fill the car once the day you buy it. So the Holy Spirit is saying, come and buy refined gold from me. Come and buy it. What's the cost? A sacrificial life. That's the cost. Jesus first. Others second. Me last. That's the cost. Do you think the, the Holy Spirit will share His glory with people that put themselves first? And others second and God last? It's a sacrificial life. So Holy Spirit, come this morning and strip us from any lie of the enemy. I come and I pray against any foundational lie that the enemy has caused us to believe through wrong teaching. I break that in the name of Jesus Christ, Father. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that we will have a desire to be in your presence. Quicken it in our hearts, Lord. That we need you more than ever before. 
Father, we thank you.